Welcome to the Able Speaks podcast, where we speak to commonly asked questions by parents who have received a life-limiting diagnosis for their child. We're Daniel and Kelly Crawford, and we're glad that you've joined us. All right, so the question today is kind of a two-part question. It is this, it is when and how do I tell my friends and family about our diagnosis? And so Kelly, just to break those up, part A, um, when would you recommend starting to let people in on the news? I would say that it looks different for everybody. So that's just like the caveat. But um, we always encourage families as soon as they feel like they're in a place where they have been able to process a little bit and have their wrap their mind a little bit around um, what they're up against to start sharing with friends and family. And you can start, you know, your immediate close friends and family and then start working your way out. But I think um, ultimately for us, sharing with others allowed people to pray for us, encourage us and check in on us. And so I think that made us feel like we had other people in the boat with us. So sharing early was very, very beneficial for us in that regard. And so we usually encourage people. um, And for some people that's like that day. And for some people that might be two or three weeks post getting the diagnosis and getting to see a few more specialists and gather a little bit more information and feel like you have a little more meat on the bone in terms of what to communicate. But um, as soon as possible is what we typically recommend. Yeah. And it's, if it's people you're interfacing with regularly, it's going to become very clear if they know you at all, that something is, something is up. Um, I would also say there is, there can be a, if you're not interfacing with them regularly, um, kind of a, a gray period where it's, we got the initial screening where they saw something concerning and recommended that we go see a specialist, but then we don't see the specialist for four days. And so, again, that can be your prerogative. It might be, hey, I'm going to text my closest people and say, here's what we saw. We have this appointment. Can you be praying? So on and so forth. Um, or it might be, honestly, we just want to get to and through that to know more about really what is going on before we kind of open those floodgates. Um, but yes, erring on the side of... Um, what we've seen, the sooner, the better, but ultimately whenever you're feeling, um, ready and comfortable, um, opening up and being ready to engage, um, at least with those people closest to you. And so, um, to move practically into how, okay, so we've received our diagnosis, we've learned more, we've settled a little bit. And now what do I say and how do I say it? And what method should I use to communicate? Any thoughts on that? Yeah, I think that, again, this is a personal preference. And so whatever is going to um, lead to the least amount of anxiety and stress for the parents, I would take that route. So for some people, that looks like a phone call. For some people, that looks like a group text message. For some people, social media is the fastest um, route to being able to get the information out to the public. Um, I think that we initially did an email with um, friends and family just to let them know what was going on and uh, specific ways they could be praying for us um, that first week or two. And then um, we've also seen people start blogs to um, push information out. So there's a variety of ways to go about it. And so whatever just feels the most comfortable. Yeah. And knowing that 
it's common for there to feel, we all, the people in our life, you can slot them in concentric circles where there's your closest people in the center, in the bullseye that you might want to tell first and foremost. Then there's kind of that next wave that you might tell maybe, you know, a little bit later, a little more time passes, maybe using a different method. Maybe the the bullseye, you know, gets a phone call. The next wave, it's going to be more like an email to your closest friends. And then, yeah, eventually the rings go out and you're making a Facebook post and kind of telling the general population. Practically speaking, how much detail do you include when you're sharing with people? So I love details and information. So I share, we shared all all the things I feel like. Um, But also I think initially in terms, so that's just around the diagnosis specifically. Some people really, again, that feels really vulnerable to share like, um, hey, these are issues that we're seeing with my child. Um, And for some parents, it's like, oh, I don't want people to think poorly of my baby because they have a diagnosis. Or so I think surrounding the diagnosis, um, there's a lot of freedom in sharing a little or sharing all the things. Um, and so, and then I think, I think most importantly, early on to share just how you're doing spiritually and emotionally and, um, anything that is coming up, if there's something between you and your spouse or partner that you guys aren't on the same page and need prayer for, then share that. Or, Hey, this is something that is hard for me in accepting the diagnosis or whatever it is, um, early on that comes up. I think, um, putting words on that is really hard, but I think is also really good um, to bring into the light and um, can make it feel a little less scary. Not only for the benefit, I think that was really good because it's not only for the benefit of others to be informed, there's almost something about having to sit down and synthesize and put words on not just the information, like medically, here's the diagnosis, here's what that means. Here's the implications of that. You know, there's a, a range of possible outcomes, but you're, you're almost condensing into a bulleted form what you've no doubt spent hours and hours swimming around in. So that even is almost a helpful, healthy exercise. And then I do think that the first thing that's for loved ones, it's going to pop into their head is like, how, where are you at right now? Like, how are you doing? So I think even to put words on, and I, would, I wouldn't sprint to the like, oh, we're fine. We're, do, we're doing good. You know, God is good. You know, whatever. It's, it's a, here's how we're feeling. You know, we're taking things a day at a time, an hour at a time. We're crushed, and this is not what we expected. Um, but we feel like we're in good hands, you know, in this way or in that way. Just, um, just an update, I think, is a good first step as well to help people help you um, and pull them out of the dark a little bit. So with all of that said, before we wrap up, you might have been listening up to this point and said, gosh, I wish I had uh, those lists of names handy and those people that are slotted in those different concentric circles. We're in a place where we're looking around and for one reason or another, that comforting presence of people, be they family or friends or whatever other confidants, I'm just... I'm not feeling that and I don't feel like I have that. And it feels more daunting and intimidating and stressful than it does comforting and relieving. And yeah, we're kind of desperately, our prayer right now is that we would have our people and we don't know who those people are. Then we would say, 
that is one of the fundamental reasons that Able Speaks exists is to really hop in the boat with parents in the midst of the journey and all of the unknowns. And there is something about, um, man, we have the ability to comfort and, and care for and minister to people of all different circumstances, but there is something powerful about I'm talking to a couple who really has sat in the seat where I'm sitting right now. Uh, they get it. They understand. Um, I can be maybe more just kind of let it all out and know that this feels like a safe place. That's feedback that we get consistently from couples um, that reach out to Able Speaks. And so if that's where you are, um, gosh, we really uh, invite and encourage you to reach out to us and to email support at ablespeaks.org. And we can get that first conversation teed up and we would love uh, to start walking with you and getting to know you. And uh, for the here and now, that wraps up another episode of the Able Speaks podcast. We hope you guys keep coming back. We'll see you next time. Hey friends, thanks for listening in. We hope this content has been helpful. At Able Speaks, we exist to support families who have chosen to carry a child with a life-limiting diagnosis, and we want you to know that the foundation of that support is rooted in relationships. And so if you are a parent in this circumstance, then by all means, continue listening in, but we'd really encourage you to reach out by sending an email to support at ablespeaks.org. Again, our heartfelt prayer is that this episode has served you in some way and that we might have the opportunity to serve you further in the future. The Able Speaks podcast is produced by the team at Tarno & Company and mixed and edited by the team at Sound of a Rose.